0: Oil Country. This is Taylor Hall. This is Carl McDavid. Double team, got it back. Score. What a beautiful move. And welcome back, Connor. This is Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. I'm Leon Draisaitl. This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid feeds Eberle for the hat trick. He's got it. This,
1: this is Oil Country.
0: Wheeler de Myers. What a save by Cam Talbot.
1: He got him with the left pad. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Doffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where Oil Country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. Now, Boss Stauffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Jed.
0: Yes, the Oilers were shooting a lot last night, but in the end, it wasn't enough. They fall 5-2 to the Minnesota Wild. On the score sheet, they outshot Minnesota 33-27. And Reed Wilkins putting it out on the post-game show last night. In terms of total shots towards the goal, the Oilers out shooting the Wild 74-55. to Of course, that includes shots that were blocked, missed the net. But uh, the Wild were the hungrier team. Uh, they capitalized on some big mistakes by the Oilers uh, and ended up winning the game 5 to 2. Well, we'll dissect the game as we move along here on Oilers. Now, it is brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money and providing true Alberta service. Check them out at Digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division, where you can find a paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. Off the bat, I should say, Brendan Ulrich in for uh, Bob Stauffer today. Bob uh, has been battling the flu a bit of late, uh, and uh, that's why I'm in the big chair today. So, you know, Bob has a game to repair for tomorrow. Uh, he gets some much-needed rest today as I pinch hit, and uh, Matt Panasiak is behind the glass as well helping out. Uh, we'll hear from Elliot Friedman at 12.35 NHL Hockey on Rogers. Uh, Elliot, in his 30 thoughts piece, putting out some interesting tidbits on uh, Jordan Eberle. Uh, also mentioning Anthony D'Angelo as a, a player the Oilers are, have been rumored to be scouting. So we'll talk to Elliot about that. And of course, we'll ask Elliot about, oh, this should be fun today. <laughs> P.K. Subban. Of course, uh, one tweet on Twitter goes out, and the whole hockey world is talking about P.K. Subban today. Uh, Louis Jean putting out on Twitter that one team executive said his name has come up in a trade talks. He says he's not suggesting that the Canadians will trade Subban. Just saying that one team confirmed the Habs are gauging the market. Now that's one team. That's one source. Let's not get carried away here. But I know... Uh, Fans will have fun with it. And uh, at 105, we we'll go interactive. If you want to chime in on PK Subban, you're, you're welcome to do so. You can email us, OilersNow, 630Ched.com. Presented by Holmes by Avi. Text us 630630. 630. We're on Twitter at OilersNow, at Bob underscore Stoffer at Brendan Ulrich. Uh, Matt, what's your Twitter handle? At MSP630. There you have it. And for podcasts, go to 630Ched.com slash podcasts. I'll I'll hit on the Subban thing right off the bat here. Uh, I think the Habs would be crazy to trade P.K. Subban. Whatever's going on there between the coach and uh, Subban, I think they can work it out. You just don't give away a player like P.K. Subban. You try to make it work. And I know it's been a tough season in Montreal. Uh, Prices went down. Of course, they're outside of the playoffs. They may be sellers here at the deadline. I see them working it out in the off-season, and Subban staying as a hab, but if for whatever reason they decide that, okay, let's put his name out there on the market and see what we can get, you would expect the Oilers to be interested, without a doubt, but it would cost a lot. It would cost, first of all, one of Hall, Nuge, our dry settle, one of those three, plus another big piece, maybe two pieces, at the very least, so. We won't get carried away on it, but if you want to chime in on P.K. Subban, you're welcome to do so. Text us 630-630. We'll take your phone calls at 105. The Oilers losing last night 5-2 to the Wild. And uh, we heard Todd McMillan talk about the penalty trouble in the last game. He wasn't happy with uh, Benoit Pouliot's two penalties against the Ducks. Well, the Oilers... uh, Got into some penalty trouble early last night in the first period that resulted in a two Minnesota Wild power play goals. And here's what McClellan had to say.
1: Yeah, they, uh, you know, the power play obviously was a big part of of their success, getting the two right off the bat. Uh, they seemed us a number of times, which we wanted to prevent, but we were unable to do that. So then they score on uh, some secondary chances in and around the paint. So credit to them and uh, obviously an area that we need to fix but it, it played a big factor in the game. Ours had uh number of good looks but we couldn't uh, couldn't finish on them.
0: Now the good news for the Oilers is they were able were able to, you know, bounce back right after that first power play goal I and mean, the David goal. They were able to score the Yakupov goal after their second power play goal. Uh they were in the fight but then some mental breakdowns and uh, here's what McFlan had to say on the third and fourth wild goals
1: um well we talked about the first two the next two were very weak net play you know we have to play with some authority in and around the blue paint uh cam makes a lot of real good saves for us um you know he's not going to be able to control every rebound when he doesn't we have to play with some authority it can't be f- a freebie getting to the the oilers blue paint so we have to do a better job of that, and I thought our back end did a her- terrible job of getting the puck to the net tonight. I think we had five of uh, five of 26 or 27 shot attempts actually got to the net, and I know Darnell dumped a couple in from centre ice, so I don't even count those.
0: So McClellan not happy with the third and fourth goals. The third goal, Thomas Vanek left a wide open in the slot. He was a little higher up in the slot, but uh, he found some open ice. You look at uh, Nurse McDavid and Fane. All three of those Oilers were in front of the Oilers' net, and nobody picked up Vanek, who uh, scored the third goal. He found that open ice. Someone has to take him in that instance. The fourth goal, bad rebound by Cam Talbot, sure. But uh, there's a battle in front. Justin Schultz and uh, Mikhail Granlund for a loose puck. And uh, Schultz doesn't take his man. Granlund finds the loose puck, puts it into the net. Bad rebound, but Schultz needs to win that battle. He didn't, and uh, that's basically all she wrote for the Oilers, as the Wild would then revert to the trap game, and uh, you would expect that. The Wild desperate for a win, trying to get back in the playoff hunt, uh, and they locked it down. And uh, here's what McClellan had to say on the Wild, sort of setting up that trap.
1: Uh, well, we didn't do enough. Um or we would have found a way to get a couple goals. But uh, I thought we had some looks around the net tonight that uh, that we didn't finish on. Some offensive guys that held on a little bit too long. But um, as they get the lead and teams clamp down, they set up their trap, it's tough to come through. So you've got to deliver passes on the tape. You've got to be receptive uh, or receiving the passes properly. And then if you have to give up the puck, you've got to be able to go in and get it again. And um, give them credit, they did a, a real good job and uh, prevented us from from having a sustained attack. We did have some, but not enough.
0: So, yeah, the Oilers outshoot the Wild. They did some good things. Um, Their power play, for instance, looked pretty good last night, just two chances. Hall actually, you know, did score, I guess, on the the six on five when they had the goaltender pulled. But uh, they said that uh, the Wild touched the puck before Hall put it into the net. And you, you look at that call, and you just sort of wonder, <laughs> how did how did uh, the Wild defenseman have full control of the puck before Hall put it into the net? You watch the replay, and it's very debatable. So uh, I hate that. You, you just sort of, every time that happens, it seems like it's just a ref's, uh, you know, their point of view, their call. And that's what happened in that instance. The others didn't fight it a whole lot, but I think they had a strong case that uh, the Hall goal should have counted, especially when you watch uh, the replays a few times. But nonetheless, uh, they move on. McClellan did uh, comment on that, and uh, I guess overall he was fine with it. Here's what he had to say.
1: Um, told they had 100% control, so hard to argue with that. Um, do I agree with it? You know what? When, you, when we start winning more games, I'll start disagreeing with more calls.
0: And that's a fair point. So, hard to argue with one goal when, you know, you lose the game. So, buy a score of 5-2. Of to two. Now, there were some positives for the Oilers. I talked about McDavid on the power play there. Once the Oilers get a power play quarterback, and uh, maybe a couple more pieces to figure out exactly the player personnel they want on that top unit, it's going to be deadly. McDavid running the power play last night. He set up 3 grade A chances back to back to back and for whatever reason the Oilers couldn't bury uh, but wow. He was in control on that power play and once the Oilers get a big shot from the point, maybe a a, a big net front presence. They'll figure it out on the power play and uh, they'll have two good units as well. Uh, but McDavid will definitely be the guy that's uh, quarter or you know working the half wall on that first power play. He was lethal last night. Nail Yakupov on that second unit. He finally got off that one-timer and he rang it off the post. What a shot that was by Yakupov, who overall was uh, probably the Oilers' most dangerous forward throughout the night. It started out with a, a big shift for Yakupov, his first shift of the game on the forecheck. He goes hard, he causes a turnover, gets a, a, a sharp angle shot on goal that almost got by Kemper. Uh, he then scores the goal later in the period. Mentioned the goal post. And he also had a breakaway. He was dangerous last night. And it seemed like he was confident right from the get-go. He had more jump to his game. He looked quicker. And maybe that comes with less stick handling, more confidence. He was hard on the puck, hard on the forecheck. That's what you want to see from Yakupov. So he's had a couple... Big games like that since coming back from injury, I guess two. The first one against San Jose when he had a lot of jump, and then uh, last night as well. It's consistency, though. So for Yakupov, good for him. Great game. Now he needs to continue playing like that. He needs to continue to play confident, and uh, he did his job last night. McClellan was impressed as well.
1: He sure did, didn't he? He had a good game all over. Good for him. Good for us. Um, I like what I saw.
0: Short and sweet, but we'll see how uh, Yakupov responds um, next night out against uh, Colorado tomorrow night. It's 12-18 in Edmonton. We will take a timeout. We'll come back with NHL today. Uh, we'll hear from Connor McDavid as well on the game last night. Uh, lots of text messages coming in on PK Subban. As you would expect, uh, it's fun to dream. It's fun to speculate what it would cost. In the end, uh, I don't see the Habs moving a PK Subban. But hey, it's interesting that uh, there is this report out there, albeit just uh, one report. We'll see if uh, it gains any traction. I doubt a trade happens in season at the deadline for Subban. If something like that happens, it's in the off-season when the Habs. I decide to make some big changes because moving on from PK Subban would be a, a game changer, and I think uh, the whole organization would have to be on board to do something like that. Doubt it happens at the deadline, so it's fun to speculate. We'll take your text messages on it. Six thirty, six thirty. This is Oilers Now.
1: Hi, this is Taylor Hall from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers
0: Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Ched. 12.22 in Edmonton, Oilers now. Brendan Ulrich in for Bob Stauffer today. Bob will be uh, back in action tomorrow for the game against uh, the Avalanche and uh, back here on Oilers now on Monday. And on Tuesday, at Stauffer and Spec brought to you by Alberta Horse Racing. HRA, proud contributors to the Alberta Lottery Fund. So that's uh, something to look forward to next week. Uh texter out of Lethbridge says, Explain the rules to me about the goal that was disallowed. I don't get it. The puck is loose in the blue paint. Well, as far as I understand the rule, the, the, uh, the team needs to gain full control, full possession of the puck, and I didn't see that uh, in that instance. So I, I think it just comes down to a judgment call by the referee, and that's what it was. It's a quick bang-bang play in front there. It looks like the wild gang possession, but if you watch the replay, it's questionable. So, judgment called by the referee, we move on. That's all there is to it. Uh, a, a big problem for the Oilers has uh, been not scoring the first goal. They haven't had a lead in three games, and uh, yes, they showed some fight back by tying the game on two occasions last night. If you would have counted the the Hall goal, it would have been three times. But I think scoring that first goal will be big for the others here in the next couple of games. And here's what Connor McDavid had to say about playing from behind, especially against a team like the Wild that can lock it down. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's tough. I mean, I think uh, we got to start better. Uh, it's very important to get that first goal. I think uh, anytime we do that, we've, we've been successful. So um, you know, I, I think our starts have to be better, and um, yeah, we got to be more resilient coming coming from behind like that. So that's Connor McDavid, and yeah, the Oilers in the last three games have not had a lead, so we'll see if they can score the first goal against uh, Colorado on Saturday. Uh, they'll wrap up the homestand against Ottawa on Tuesday, 1-2-1 and one so far, uh, through four games on the six-game homestand. Let's get to NHL today. It's brought to you by Kentwood Ford. There's five NHL games on tap around the NHL tonight. The Islanders are in Jersey to play the Devils. Uh, The Islanders lost 3-2 to the Caps in overtime last night. Just one point up on the Pens for third in the Metro Division. The Devils, a point back of Tampa for the final wild card spot. Mike Camilleri still out for New Jersey. He's missed the last eight games. San Jose and Carolina tonight. The Sharks continue to dominate on the road. A 2-1 win in Florida last night to improve to 28-2 away from home. The Sharks right now, look out for the Sharks. Everyone talking about Anaheim being red hot. The Kings, uh, their dominance at the top of uh, the Pacific Division. Well, the Sharks are just three points back of the Kings right now. For first in the Pacific. So the three California teams duking it out right now for first. And uh, whoever doesn't win first will end up playing each other in the first round of the playoffs. So we'll see what happens there. The Sharks in Carolina tonight. Uh, Carolina, big game for them. They're four points out of the wildcard race out east. Buffalo in Columbus. Evander Kane back from his one game suspension. Uh, the Blue Jackets 4 0 2 in their last six. Philadelphia in Montreal. The Flyers six back of a wildcard spot. The Habs are eight back. Shane Gostav- Gostabert, are here, however you want to say it, is dominating right now. Uh, he looks to extend his point streak to 13 games. Incredible for a defenseman who uh, can shoot the puck and move the puck very well. Uh, Vancouver and Calgary tonight as well. Whoever loses this game, uh, well, I think both teams are out of the playoffs, but whoever loses this one can officially give up uh, their hopes on the playoffs. The Canucks are 8 points back of a wild card spot. The Flames are 11 points back, and both teams have lost 3 in a row. That's a look at NHL action, five games on tap tonight. Uh, The Condors in action as we uh, turn our attention to the AHL. They won five in a row. Condors uh, hosting San Diego tonight. Busy weekend for the Edmonton Oil Kings. They play in Brandon tonight, Moose Jaw tomorrow, and Regina on Sunday. And the Golden Bears won both games against uh, Mount Royal last weekend to clinch second place in the Canada West, and uh, they lock up a first round playoff buy so that's a look around the NHL and uh, the other properties for Kentwood Ford 1227 in Edmonton what's going on with P.K. Subban have the Oilers pulled Jordan Eberle off the trade market we'll talk with Elliot Friedman NHL hockey on Rogers, and we come back after a news update with uh, Eileen Bell